I'm Eileen Slipring. And I'm Damien Fowler. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. This week, we sit down with Andrea Palmer, the president of Publicis Health Media, where she manages agency strategy across the holding company, helping create media solutions for some of the largest healthcare brands in the world. Amongst her many accomplishments as a marketer, Andrea conceived the first ever upfront for pharma, known as the Healthfront. And we'll get to that. But first, we wanted to know more about Andrea's career in health media. So I've been in healthcare for for more than 15 years. Healthcare, the specific um, vertical of healthcare within digital and and you know, overall media. And I really feel like, you know, there's so much support and help that we can offer to patient and provider communities um, and media and the whole media landscape is such a is such a big part of that. So I, I was really drawn to the ability to marry technology and media and the marketplace, um, along with an industry that I'm personally just really passionate about and just have seen tremendous growth over the last 15, 10, 15 years. It, it's, it's pretty astonishing what's what's changed and what's possible today that was never possible, you know, back when I started. When you started, were you immediately drawn to healthcare or was it something that evolved a little bit for you? I dabbled in some other industries before I got to Publicis. Uh, I worked in travel and retail, and um, and but healthcare was always kind of a part. I actually started school as a, in pre med. <laughs> Um, in the early early part of my life, I thought maybe I'd go to school to be a to be a doctor or or a nurse or or something in that capacity. So I've always been um, passionate about the healthcare industry. It's science is fascinating to me. Um, I'm actually a cancer survivor from from way back when when I was a when I was in high school. So you know that sort of motivated me to get into the industry. Um, and then you know I, I felt like I was able to marry my passions. I mean, you've described healthcare as a very innovative industry and it, and it does change fast. I'm wondering if you have any insight into pivot points that illustrate how the marketplace is changing and um, how it seems to have shifted the relationship between patients, healthcare providers and pharmaceutical brands. First of all, whenever anyone talks about healthcare and media or healthcare and marketing, the first thing that comes to mind is regulated and restrictions. <laughs> um, and, and obviously that's true. It's a very, um, it's a critical industry to make sure that we, we're careful, uh, and we're, you know, handling things within, within a regulated space and within a compliance space. And, and that's always going to be uh, of the utmost importance because it's, it's healthcare information and it's really important. Um, and it's really important that the information is correct and not misleading in any way to patients or providers because uh, it's, you know, quite literally life or death in some cases, right? But I also think it's it just forces you to think a little bit differently about how to innovate. And, you know, a lot of people who haven't spent time in healthcare, even people who have find those restrictions and the compliance side of the industry to be a challenge and they and they consider that to to take the ability to innovate out. I see it actually quite differently. I think I think that it it makes you be more innovative and think about different ways to approach. It just might take a couple of different a couple additional steps to get there. You're also in a space that you have many many different products competing for a very very small um, subset of, of any population, right? So, so it requires brands to be more innovative and to think differently about how to tell those stories that are going to break through to a very finite audience. To be clear, you could, when, when we're talking about the healthcare space, 
Could you tell us what we're talking about exactly? So when I talk about healthcare, I would say the the majority of the work that we do tends to be in the pharmaceutical companies, but it also has to do with wellness products and over-the-counter solutions and hospital solutions and payers and uh, insurance providers. Health, the healthcare industry is super complicated um, to the to the layperson, um, and so while a lot of the work that we're doing today is is in the pharmaceutical industry, it also has to do with how you help people navigate the entire healthcare space and how you help them figure out how to get to the right coverage and how to get to the right pharmacy and you know how to how, how to have conversations with the providers and and how to navigate what is we don't make it easy and you know and different state regulations can be different and federal regulations can be different and country to country it's it's most certainly different so the job to be done is is pretty significant um so i so while again while, while i might be focused on pharmaceuticals that also a, a lot of what we do touches all of the different facets of healthcare Publicis Health Media launched its third annual Health Front, um, which is, you know, designed to just do that, explore the latest like healthcare issues, marketing opportunities for like new connections between uh, brands and consumers. Can you tell us like more about the event and its goals? Yeah. So Health Front, we're super proud of our Health Front. Um, we launched it back in 2019. Um, so we, we've been doing it for a few years now, but uh, we launched it not because there was, you know, anything being done wrong per, per se, but when you go to these upfronts, you know, the products are created for every industry and and they have to be, and that's the right thing to do. And and the solutions and the content that's launched at these health friends are suitable, have to be suitable for everything from, you know, automotive to retail to, you know, packaged goods and, every, and everything in between. But for healthcare, as we talked about in the innovation space, there sometimes there's an opportunity to go a little deeper and do something a little bit more bespoke that's going to help unpack and unlock some of the insights for the healthcare industry specifically. So we launched HealthFriend back in 2019 and do just that, to bring products to the marketplace that were uh, more suitable and more designed to solve the specific needs of the healthcare industry, uh, to help link healthcare new technologies to the healthcare space. A lot of times we see that there's, you know, there's great technologies that could be simply applied just a little bit differently that could work really well if it was, you know, a derivative of, of what's available in the marketplace today. How does, would you say, storytelling inform how you think about like campaigns overall? So I think storytelling is one of the most important and underrated things uh, in our industry. And back to the theme of innovation, there's a, um, a finite amount of messaging that can be delivered through traditional advertising. You know, you might have 60 seconds, 90 seconds at best through traditional advertising. And there's how do you explain to someone who has an incredibly complex rare disease everything that they could possibly need to know within the confines of 60 seconds? That's fundamentally impossible, um, which I think opens the door to a, to the role of media, right? So there, there's the advertising and the campaigns. There's obviously brand websites and there's how, you know, we hope people will behave and we hope the conversation will unfold with between the patient and their provider and the relationship between the patient and the provider is super important. That having been said, that's not always the way it works. So we see that the the media channels and and you know trusted voices can come from everywhere, and hardly ever are they 
brands or at least not as much as we'd like them to be as marketers. So so that becomes the opportunity for us to look at storytelling different to help bring those stories to life. Um, so in healthcare, when we're trying to tell a complicated and complex story, what's who better to do that than people that patients already trust and doctors already trust and people that they have built up relationships with over time. One of the things that's interesting to me uh, is the, you know, the relationship between B2B and D2C, because we're talking about healthcare providers and patients here. I'm wondering about how those two aspects kind of intersect for you when you think about it. Does one inform the other? How, how do they work together? Absolutely. Um, one informs the other at every juncture. Um, it's one of the few industries where the magic has to intersect, right? So, so you can do the best job telling the story to a patient, and if the provider is uninformed, they're not going to write the product. Um, it's one of the few industries where one uninformed party between the you know, pharmacy, the, the physician, the patient, the insurance company, one of those things could disrupt the entire journey. So it's really important to, to coordinate the way that the marketing plans unfold to ensure that you, know, you kind of remove the barriers throughout the supply chain. When we talk about health, you know, we're, we're also talking about beauty products, as you mentioned. And I, I'd read somewhere after the health front that the beauty campaign somehow have informed a change in farmers' playbook. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it's a, it's a trend that I'm really excited about and I think has a tremendous amount of application. So if you think about the beauty industry over the last several years, uh, what's been really interesting, aside from the, the big you know, well-known established brands that have been around for years and years and years. A lot of products that have been launched in beauty have been, you know, small lines, you know, one product, two products, 10 products, you know, at most. And, and if you if you look at the way that they've brought those products into the marketplace, they have spent almost no money in mass media. They're not running big TV campaigns. They're not doing massive, you know, billboards and print and and they're not they're not spending the kind of capital up front to invest in these big awareness campaigns. What they're doing in many cases and you know, we've been studying this for 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 a while now just to understand how these products are gaining such loyal followings so quickly without, you know, building that traditional um, bolus of mass awareness where where there's recognition of, of a product in the marketplace, but they're they're using channels like influencers, social media, content. They're using things that can build that authenticity by connecting people who could be the target audience with people who that audience already has grown to trust. And and what I think it's uh, influenced in the in the pharma space is is that as a concept, right? So sometimes it's not necessarily about marketing to many because truly once again you're not necessarily looking for all of the United States to be aware of of certain products and finding those communities and the spaces through through voices um, I think is is the learning that we can glean from how beauty's done it you've mentioned like social media and influencers are there any other channels like you're exploring or looking at to like, specifically reach the specific audiences you know with especially the shift f away from like linear tv i know streaming for instance has gotten very popular we have been seeing great shifts great great progress rather in shifting from you know a more traditional demographic based way of buying where we're we're getting a lot of coverage really quickly to a, to something that gets us to a more 
targeted approach from from a from an advertising perspective. And then I think when you complement the advertising from a reach perspective, just um, you know, in terms of how you reach your your communications goals and your total messaging, you know, when you have to complement that with the storytelling that we've been talking about and complement the standard way of buying media with ways to dive deeper into the story. So things like we talked about influencers, we talked about social, things like podcasts, things like audio, different ways of using video that's not just running, you know, in streaming services, but but certainly that as well, but different ways to to tell those stories in those in those channels that, you know, may not have the scale but have the relevance um, makes for a much more impactful campaign. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I mean, when I think when you think about it now, when you have any ailment, the first thing you do is go and... Dr. You know, Google, right? Yeah. <laughs> you try to figure it out at first before you go to a health professional. Um, anyway, shifting gears a little bit, I wanted to talk to you about the rise of retail media networks and um, what role does commerce play in, in healthcare's future? You know, we talked a little bit about the, it being a combination of consumer-led and B2B, but is it a consumer-led marketplace, uh, you know, when it comes to the retail media side of things, or is it a whole combination of factors? Yeah, you know, it, it really depends on the the category in which we're marketing um, in terms of how big the retailer plays a role. And if you think about that, sometimes the retailer might be one of the most important uh, stakeholders. Like if you think about vaccines, I mean, we've, we've just lived through the last three years where vaccines were not only top of mind, but they're on the tip of everybody's tongue talking about where to get a vaccine, whether to get a vaccine, which vaccines to get at the same time, you know, you know, obviously the, the COVID vaccine as well as, you know, the flu shot and, every, and everything else under the sun that's been that's been coming out. And this year will be no different introducing a number of other, um, you know, adult vaccines, whereas a lot of times prior to this, the last four years, many people kind of thought about them more as pediatric solutions. But the retail locations themselves almost replaced the doctor's office in terms of the expert in that space. So having retail strategies in terms of how to in, how to engage their um, matters as so in addition to institutional retail spaces, brick and mortar and how and the and the role of different you know minute clinics, um, vaccine stations and traditional pharmacies, et cetera, all of all of those types of ways that retail is engaged. Telemedicine has dramatically changed um, over the last three, four years, right? So, and you would consider telemedicine sort of one step to the side of what a traditional commerce strategy would be. But but telemedicine is, for all intents and purposes, um, a parallel to commerce in in the pharmaceutical space, right? To some extent, it, it's a it's a different approach to a to the same transaction that has historically taken place in a live setting. A lot of the newer, um, you know, specialty telemedicine spaces in the health tech space, you know, HIMSS, HERS, NURICS, all that kind of stuff. You can skip the doctor, the live doctor visit and make it simpler through this commerce-like experience. Um, and you can get to a, a prescribing physician super easily. The, the healthcare space of media is always changing. So what I... Would have what I think about today, I would have never thought about eight years ago because it just wasn't like telemedicine didn't really exist eight years ago, certainly not at scale. And now we have to consider that path and whether that should be a consideration for us. Um, and so retail is a growing 
space in healthcare for sure, and and not just in the way that one might think in terms of you know how traditional commerce or traditional brick and mortar retail might look, but but all of the different ways that both um, the institutional and the digital commerce platforms change the way people can experience healthcare. Well, we've covered a lot today. As we look though ahead to this year and uh, maybe into next. What else is like exciting you about the healthcare space and how it's evolving? I certainly think AI is a trend that we've got our eye on just to understand exactly what the how that's going to change the way we work, whether it's uh, on the functional side of the industry in terms of how that may further simplify that so-called supply chain that I've mentioned a few times, whether whether that means, you know, the, the way that people can access information on their own, uh, whether that changes the doctor-patient relationship, whether that changes the way that we can capture um, the digital behavioral footprint of, of the way people are, are accessing information. You know, I think some of that is is in early stages of, of figuring out. Um, but I, I certainly think that's of note. I think there's a number of, of new frontiers coming. We've been... Um, you know, we've been making active shifts, again, from the, the whole linear television space into more targeted approaches. So continuing down that path of, of the right audience versus the most audience, I think will be, you know, really great progress to see how, how the industry evolves there. Um, you know, there's a lot of topical areas in healthcare right now that are just going to change the way people think about the industry. There, there's a lot to be excited about, n- not to, not the least of which is some of the the cultural moments in time that we're in right now in terms of what will happen next year in the political landscape and how that might change the way we look at healthcare. And, and, and health tech continues to be front and center of innovation. A lot of, a lot of you know, VC and and private equity investment is going into continuing to evolve the health tech space and and stuff on that front. And that's it for this season of The Current Podcast. We'll be back in the fall with more great conversations with the world's top marketers. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Calibre, and the current team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Vesey. And remember, it's one of the few industries where one uninformed party between the, you know, pharmacy, the the physician, the patient, the insurance company, one of those things could disrupt the entire journey. I'm Elise. And I'm Damien. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>